Sheikh Al-Haq opened his eyes and felt around for his thick eyeglasses. He was practically blind without them. In the distance, a call to prayer went out from a muezzin and was echoed by several other mosques, each a second or two apart. The sheikh listened to the familiar sounds. They somewhat soothed him. He picked up his glasses and put them on. The small, bare room slowly came into focus. The sheikh found a microphone that was attached to a small, battery-operated tape recorder and turned the switch to the on position. In the name of God the Merciful and the Almighty, in the course of his lifetime, man is forced to face a multitude of avenues and to choose the one that will take him to the gates of redemption and to the kingdom of Allah. Other roads, those of temptation, will result in a direct path to eternal damnation and a life with the devil. It remains man's responsibility to identify the right road to follow and remain true to the teaching of our faith and our prophet, peace be upon him. The sheikh continued recording for another twenty minutes, his voice, already broken by repeated prison terms, beatings, and torture, sounded even weaker thanks to the inexpensive recording equipment being used. Yet there was a certain serenity about his voice, something reassuring. Perhaps it was the calmness he projected, the deep thought, the self-assurance with which the sheikh continued speaking for about twenty minutes, after which he turned off the tape recorder and removed the cassette. He raised himself and walked to the door, where one of his bodyguards was waiting outside. They are waiting for you downstairs, said the aide, taking the sheikh's arm and gently guiding him down the long, narrow staircase. Let us go, then, replied the sheikh, handing the cassette to the aide. Like others before it, the cassette would be copied and tens of thousands would be distributed at mosques around the country to disciples of the sheikh following the Friday prayers. Some would find their way to believers as far away as Afghanistan, Pakistan, and even Indonesia. There were faithful people ready to follow the sheikh all over the world. On the lower level of the two-story building in a working-class neighborhood of Cairo, a group of five men had been waiting for the sheikh. The men sat around a small coffee table on two red velvet sofas covered with cheap thick plastic to protect and prolong the life of the cheap imitation velvet. The summer heat made sitting on the plastic uncomfortable. The room was shuttered and there was no air conditioning but it wasn't the heat that preoccupied these men. One of them reached over on the coffee table and took a cigarette from one of the many packets lying on a large round dish that was meant to hold fruit. He took a lighter from his pocket and lit his cigarette. Two of the other men were also smoking, and the blue smoke lingered in the room like a morning fog. The five men rose in unison when the aging sheikh entered the room and greeted him warmly. Assalamu alaikum they intoned, wishing peace on their leader. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah, replied the sheikh, motioning the men to sit down. The sheikh chose the armchair between the two sofas and sat himself down. The time has come to act, and we must do so at once, said the sheikh, looking at the five men in front of him. For the sake of the Arab nation, we cannot allow the Americans to go unpunished. We cannot allow the traitors to sign the treaty. We must act quickly, or we will be sidelined and our movement will become irrelevant. We are ready now, Your Holiness, said Abdel Wahab, the man in the wrinkled gray suit. 
He opened his briefcase and took out a small black metal box. He placed the box with great care in the center of the table. The man opened the box to reveal a metal tube slightly larger than a cigar. The tube was resting in a bed of foam and cotton. Here it is, your holiness, said Abdel Wahab. We got this out of the Sudan before the American attack. The sheikh stared at the small metal vial for almost an entire minute without speaking. Although the contents of the vial were not visible to the men in the room, it was as though there was some mysterious force emanating from the container. It was almost as though the vial contained some magic or some supernatural force that could transform the lives of those in the room. How powerful are the contents of this container? the sheikh finally asked. Enough to eliminate five city blocks, your holiness. This is only the first batch. Unfortunately, we...